Against All Odds is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, and you must be 21 or older. Tuesday night, Mikey Meatballs fiddling with the knobs, babyface Joel Solomon producing this disaster of a show, and joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, a degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, Darren the Parley Kid, what is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? So excited, the Yankee fans, listen to them, they, they beat the <laughs> Mets, another disgusting game for the Mets, 7-6, we have a bet on the series, well, the four-game whole regular season series, but anyway, not good, Mets drop game one to the Yankees, we'll discuss that, we'll discuss the Stanley Cup victory by the Las Vegas Knights, yes, they take care of the Panthers in five, we'll go over NBA Finals game five, the Nuggets are champs. U.S. Open golf picks with uh, the Dutch Mook, Paul Kohler. But let's get this Yankee Mets thing out of the way. Uh, Mets blow a 5-1 lead. They lose 7-6. Severino for the Yankees on the hill was bad. He had box, walks, hits galore. Scherzer, not much better. Just sloppy. Like I said, 5-1. Nimmo drops a ball in center. Drew Smith gets thrown out of the game before he even got in the game. Sticky stuff. On the hand, I don't know, Brian. We'll start with you. I, 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 I can't stand watching this team already, and it's middle of June, and you go up on the cap uh, of consequence bet one nothing, one, one nothing, guys. baby. Just need to pull out one more, one more now. All right, that's all. That's right. Push it, push it. No, oh, we you got? want to push? Yeah. <laughs> well, we did run differential last year, which ended up oh, being ended exactly up the same. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So this is as weak a win as you could get except that it's a freaking win uh you're well, satisfied you, you, ca- you called yeah. out volpe though sal you called out volpe although god <laughs> what did he do he got a double and uh hit a hit a ball that was uh, dropped how, by nimmo how do they call that god. how do they in all honesty how do they call that a double oh yeah yeah how is Wait, that not the nimmo drop not the they did, that was that, a double they called it a double sal they didn't call it what? A, they didn't call, that was the double they didn't call never it never touched the ball Wait a minute. Oh, okay. You're talking about something else. The, he also hit the ball to Nimmo. It was yeah, dropped. Yeah, no, that, uh, that's a double. Yeah. But yeah. he never dropped it. He, it never he never hit his touched glove. it because he missed. It never hit his glove. He missed, he missed it with his glove. But how bad was that? That that was he missed error. it. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. No. You could um, you could be circling under a ball and run away from it, and it's still I, I an hate error. That. How does that? How does that I, work? I didn't. I'm. I, I'm not the official scorer. So I, I know. Mean, it sounds like you're defending well, him though. This I mean, is like a, a freaking soft, error. That is, ball's at his hip. This is a softball hit. This is like when you give hits in softball for yeah, every error. That but, wasn't Stanford, Texas. That was. Uh, <laughs> he, he he had it in his sights. But even there. Stanford, I Texas. Uh, I guess you can't give anybody and uh, they never give anybody errors when they lose right, in the sun, yeah. especially when the whole team loses in the sun like that in game. The lights, yeah, everybody yeah. in the lights like that game. But I still feel like. It is an error, though. I mean, if you're a pitcher, yeah. you're pissed off on any of that. No, of course. Of <laughs> course. Yeah, we have our bigger problems. First of all, this sticky stuff. And I know you love it, Brother Brian, but, you know, the Met gets thrown out before he's even in the game. But <laughs> what the hell is this sticky stuff? What's it going to look like in August when everyone's sweating and you can't tell what's sweat and what's rosin and what's the yeah. pine tar and what's whatever? Like, uh they have to figure something out. I'm not just saying this because it's the Mets. A Yankee, right? Who got thrown Vermont. out? Um, Vermont. Vermont got thrown out. Um, so I don't know, Parley kid. This is uh, kind of crazy already. 
Yeah, are the, are the Yankees and Mets the only teams to have guys? I think so. Uh, they I are. I mean, this is they're the only. That's three guys uh, thrown I out mean, this I, year. They're, they're Mets uh, or yeah, Yankees. I, right? I can't imagine that uh, the percentages of that. I I, I don't like it. Yeah. I I feel like it's it's certainly a, a guessing game by the umps. Like what what's I never liked that this whole process of them feeling their hands. It's mm-hmm. massaging their hands and looking for just it should be up to the discretion of of the manager uh, from a team that they want to call something out if they see something. Uh, and if they're wrong, there should be a punishment on their side or something like that. That's what it should be. Enough with these umpires checking these guys. Well, we got to measure it in a right, I the mean, right way. They can't just be looking at it and touching. Like I don't know if that's sweat or if that's uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if that's, that's fruit the, by the foot. I'm not sure. What right, I'm looking Sal, at right. Yeah. You don't know. I mean, it could be, you know, anything. Yeah. Anything. So yeah, I'm invent an of, instrument I, to measure it. Make a billion dollars, Major League Baseball, off this instrument or whatever device, and then uh, yeah, we'll go from there. These but, guys yeah. know they're being checked. I can't imagine. Mm them yeah. uh, trying to get away with something. So I don't know. I think uh, these guys, you know, these these New York players are being picked on a little bit, but whatever. Let's just, we'll move on. It's not a big loss for the Mets. Uh, <laughs> it really kind of isn't, I mean, except for the yeah. cap of consequence of like 31 and 36. But, and it's not because of Drew Smith also. Lindor, crap again. Bases loaded, one out in the eighth. He whiffs. Marte yeah. whiffs. I'll say yeah. though with Holmes when you uh, Holmes was good when he came in there, but yeah. if you're a batter, if you just can lay off his crap, I mean, right, you, it ends up outside the yeah, strike zone. I mean, it yeah. does. It everything does. was just, every swing a and a miss was yeah. outside yeah. the strike zone. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Harry, let's involve you here because we played the clip the other day of uh, John Sterling, legendary Yankee broadcaster, radio guy, getting hit with a foul ball in the booth. He was not hurt. He's 84 years old. He's fine. But Harry still had some harsh words um, regarding John Sterling and uh, his his career and everything else. And people, boy, it was a big argument on Twitter. And the parlay kid, you defend it. Well, Harry, first of all, what did you say uh, to recap? I just said, uh, listen, I, I, I was a fan of the Braves from 1982 on. And he was an announcer for them from 82 to 89. Did a decent job. But I'm just saying, since he came to the Yankees, this ending when the Yankees win a game, it's the most ridiculous, oh, this is different. stupid, silly, whatever you want to call it at the end of the game by any announcer ever in history. It's just nonsense. It's stupid. It's it's uh, it's too much work, act, actually. And it just sounds <laughs> too much work. <laughs> wow. First of all, this is a little different parlay kid. I feel like I thought he had a previous grudge with him. He's like, I listened to him when he b- b- was broadcasting for the Braves. Yeah, That's he was, I didn't he wasn't like great him. then either. He, Braves certainly- weren't great. Harry has certainly toned down his rhetoric regarding Sterling. A little um, bit. I'm, I sent I sent you the text by that one guy who totally agreed with me. It was a tweet. Yeah. Tweet. Yeah. It, what did everyone, he say? Yeah. He said he absolutely thinks he's garbage and that Harry was right. Well, here's the thing. I'm not, and Brian knows this. I'm not a huge Sterling a fan. I really not, but I, I'm not sure if Harry's the right guy I should be knocking him because I can guarantee you. Harry has not listened to one Yankees game on the radio with Sterling making the call. The only thing he's judging on listen, is the ending of the Yankee games. That's all yeah. I'm saying. When, I'm not when saying, you listen, catch I'm the saying. clip on, you know, whatever, wherever you catch the clip of Sterling making the final call. And mm-hmm. Harry's basing that. 
And if anything, no, you're wrong. That's no, his no, no. calling card. That's Sterling's calling card. That's Sterling's Is calling that? card that sucks. Well, I wonder what Sterling would think of H Dog. <laughs> it sucks. I wonder what Sterling. I wonder what Sterling would think of H. What do you think he Kev, would say Kev, about H Dog? Kevin, Kevin Harlan likes H Dog. Oh, oh man. <laughs> boy, oh, he's boy. 84. And he's 84. Yeah, so what? I mean, that all sucks. The Yankees There's... win. The Yankees win. The the. No, that is a fantastic call. No, it's not. It's terrible. That, it's the worst in sports. I, I don't even like the guy. I, I, honestly, he gets so many things wrong in the booth. He might, how many times yes. has he called home runs? That All right. Well, that's different. So okay. Yeah. yeah well, that, well, that's again, who else again, does that? Nobody. Again, Harry, again, you've never heard him do that so what, live. I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> you've never even heard him do it live. I don't have yeah. to. I see You're it just on going social by media. Speculation. I see it on social media <laughs> enough. Ben just tweeted something about Harry again. So uh, no, I, I just no, came no. across. Come on. Yeah. Are you kidding me? It was it was it favorable, <laughs> positive, or negative? Just just tell us that much. You don't have to read it. Did it involve Manoa being in? Did it involve Manoa being in single A baseball? Just wondering. The what? Did it involve <laughs> Manoa being in Alec Manoa being in I single A baseball? Now, Cy Young pick. Harry gave yeah. us a Cy Young pick for some reason. He goes after yours. I'm not. I don't know why. Baby I don't understand face, why. What do you think about this? I, I don't like the Yankees, and I Starling. The Yankees win doesn't bother me. I have, we had Ralph Kiner for years who would call home runs that weren't even pop ups to third. So I don't know. Oh, yeah, Kiner was very much the same. Kiner was a boozer though too, right? What, 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 <laughs> what are you? You what are you? Oh, so you now you're against booze? And now, I'm just saying, well, maybe, okay. maybe Harry Carey and, and Kiner were boozing it up. Maybe that's they missed a call or not. Uh, right. This guy, okay. his calls are brutal. Uh, I think he's <laughs> trying hard. I think he's uh, legendary. I, uh, yes. you know, that call doesn't bother me at all. I hate the Yankees. He's going uh, to the Yankees. Yeah. Don't win the World Series again. Oh, come on. Babyface, what do you think? I mean, I, I personally like him. I do. I, I would love to see Harry in the booth. And what his signature call would be, it would probably be like a hard cough, but I do. <laughs> a hard what? But, uh, you said cough. cough? Oh, cough. Cough. Okay. A hard right. cough. I, a, I, don't but know I do like I keep cashing. Yeah. I like keep cashing. That is a good yeah. Keep <laughs> cashing. That's pretty good. That's your thing. Pretty good, Sal. All right, listen. Let's uh let's regroup. We're gonna take a break. We'll give Caesar some love because they deserve it. And we'll be back to recap that uh, NBA final game and uh also NHL. Got a lot to talk about. Paul Coors coming up in a few minutes. We'll be right back. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now if you haven't started yet, register using code Omaha full and then place your first bet up to twelve hundred and fifty dollars. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. Twenty one and older only offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 or more wagers only must register with eligible promo code 
Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet is $1,250. The bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, it's 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. One. All right, we're back. Uh, NBA game five. Yep. Denver, the Nuggets win 94-89. They win the whole thing in five. Uh, I called that, by the way. Plus 275. I called Denver under 108 and a half. That one. um, Heat first half for you. Harry, right? Is that what you had? That was a winner. Heat first Beautiful. quarter for you, Parlikin. That was looking really dim for uh, for a minute. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, it looked like they weren't going to score 17 points. And then they turned it on. Um, Bri, you had the over in the game, but you had Murray double-double. That was plus money, right? Um, yeah. Didn't that come in? No. Yeah. I don't think that. No, it that didn't, didn't, didn't come in. No, no, no. Let's, uh, no, no one's going to check it. Yeah. No what do you, check yeah. It. Should I just <laughs> Did say? Did really not? No, he had, no. No, he had eight rebounds, eight assists. He was close. And that's one digit? Eight? Oh, eight. <laughs> two digit? That's a double. <laughs> double. All right. Uh, all right. Sorry about that. Well, uh, <laughs> Porter over though, Parley kid finally hit over 10 and a half points. Oh, I, and that guy yeah. has been money for me all playoffs. I've been able to lay off, uh, him, mm-hmm. um, on his bad ones good and for somehow you, man. hit on yeah. his good ones, probably hit like three, four at four props on him throughout the playoffs. I think so. Really? Wow. Well, yeah. You picked your spots. Nice. Yeah. I picked um, my spots with him. No doubt. Harry, you had out Bayou to have the first basket at four to one. Amazing. We, uh, Amazing. we rejoiced there on race to 10 because we also had That's Miami. Nice. I'll get to that yeah. in a second. I had bam top scorer at 12 oh. to one, 18 at half. Oh. Looking pretty good, win oh. or lose. Uh, he ends up with 20, but worse for Bry, who separately had Bam over 20 and a half well, points, right? Yeah, that's, so I, that's really bad. This is back-to-back days I've gotten screwed on my EP picks. I Over 20 and a half. <laughs> I thought it was a foregone conclusion that Amazing. he was going over. In wow. fact, he stays uh. at 20. And then I will say, I, I hate to switch topics, 
I had the Reds Royals tonight over nine and a half. It was nine runs through three innings and it goes under. Oh, no, no. And, and, and oh, under. I'm pretty sure the Reds uh, had bases loaded, nobody out in oh, like the seventh inning and didn't score. Uh, there was a couple. Uh, there was a couple yeah. times. There was a couple times. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty brutal. No good. All right. So, I mean, yeah, I celebrated a little bit, but our race to 10 was a disaster. I don't know if it was the worst we ever had because I feel like we've blown like nine, six, nine, five leads, but we bet a team to score 10 points. This was the last one of the year. It was for a million dollars. Don't ask me how we got the money. Uh, we gathered it, but we had the heat. And this is what everyone's talking about. You can't put on Sports Center that people won't shut up about it. But we had a five nothing lead, Parley Kid. We had 13 shots from the field, oh. plus two free throws. Uh, and we got to five points. What the sh- what is that? When the, uh, is that the end of race to 10? I mean, that was brutal. <laughs> That that I think was the uh, most difficult one we've had. Uh, it didn't. It's. Uh, I felt very confident at five nothing. Oh yeah. Uh, and yet, and yet, like you said, they still they win the quarter, they win the half, and right. somehow we lost a, a five nothing lead in race to ten when they got basically doubled Denver's shot output mm-hmm. uh, as well. Butler missing two free throws obviously <laughs> did not help as well. Uh, yeah, but we're gonna get to boy, him. Oh boy, yeah. that was tough. And uh, but we'll be back next year, probably. We will? Uh, okay. I think all next right. year, let's keep a really strict record of our race to ten right. record. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Let's see if we can. Really, I'd like to see us start winning that at like a seventy-five percent clip. <laughs> Wouldn't really that be do. nice? Wouldn't that be I nice? I really do. Yeah, that's that's not asking a lot. Um, <laughs> by the way, Jokic was tremendous. He was the MVP. He finished uh, the playoffs with. Average 30, 13 and a half, and nine and a half, and uh, was so unselfish, right? Um, mm. I mean, Denver was five for 28 from three. I mean, he yeah. was getting in deep and then firing it out behind the arc to wide open guys who were just missing. It was an ugly game. Brian, I thought I was pretty good about keeping it together. I hate ugly basketball more than anything. And I really couldn't tell the difference between is this. Are they playing great defense? Because they do seem to be hustling, or is this just sloppy play? Well, the combined 14 for 63 is definitely sloppy from behind the arc. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I enjoyed most of the series, but this this game was lousy, and it ended up close, right? Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't say it, it was one of those. It was a weird game. Yeah, it was, it was a combination of, like, very good defense, but then there was just a lot of shots being missed, too. So, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I know that ends up, if you play hard defense, I know that just in general guys yeah. shoot worse. But there were stretches where the Heat yesterday. I mean, the Heat went like yeah. six minutes in the fourth without scoring at one point. Right. I think they went pretty much the same in the first quarter. So there's like two points. Yet they had the lead. I mean, they took the lead late. Um, yeah. And you know, I know they got lucky on that Butler call on the three the three pointer with the leg kicking out. Change that, change that immediately. Well, I know what happened against the Knicks. Yeah, just, yeah just well, because it. they say when he does shoot, I will say in general, when he does shoot, he always kicks that foot out. Probably again intentionally. Yep. Uh, um, what if he pulls out a knife and stabs him in the yeah, chin? Like, why, what, what about that? What about that as a foul on the well, defender? Like, yeah, no, no, it's it's terrible. I mean, it makes it impossible to guard these guys and not foul them on threes. But then I right. also thought after that, you know, against Larry, they had the they had the lead by one, and Larry probably it's it's either a travel on Jokic or they call a foul early or it's a jump ball. Instead, oh, the kid, they, when he they yeah, called they grab the, the ball. foul like. 10 seconds, like, 
It's they so, whistled it way late, yeah, but there was the, contact I hate, on yeah, that. I yeah, I hate the way yeah. the, the late whistles have to stop with yeah. the NBA officials. Yeah. But that, you know, oh, the, yeah. the officials in general are, are pretty bad. Yeah. Overall, I was just going to say, though, Sal, nice job, Sal, taking Denver in five. But yes, overall, thanks. I didn't love the series. Uh, I mentioned that in the race to 10, not a great series. And uh, I think I, I mentioned a couple of games ago just that Miami looked like, in general, they were running out of gas. So like, yeah. for example, Gabe Vincent, last three games, who was fantastic in the series before uh, in big games against Boston, six of 29 uh, in his last three games, one of 14 from three. Strauss, six of 32 from the three-point range in the whole entire series. And Kevin Love showing his age at 34, six points or less in three of the four ga- three of his last four games, didn't play in game one. And Butler, Butler the key, who's always usually shooting 50%. Look at his stat, 50% or better in the entire playoffs. In four of these five games, he shot 45% or less. It just wasn't Jimmy Butler. Again, I think he just didn't have anything left in the tank. And, uh, and they lose in five. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, he took an eight seed to the finals. You want to say that? But he sure. really fell apart a little bit in this series. He really did. I mean, you want to give him credit because they were 16 and nine against the spread. And that's all that we really care about in the playoffs. That was a playoff best, 64%. But um, they really looked like an eight seed playing in the middle of the June middle yeah. June, probably kid, right? They lost their last four playoff games by an average of 11.5 and lost seven of the last nine games. So... This this is kind of what you'd expect from this roster if you're just looking at it top to bottom. But Butler was just we talked about it the other day. Just I know he scored those eight points um, that it foul helped, but he was five for eighteen. Um, I think his legacy takes a hit a little bit. Big turnover at the end, right? And you just mm-hmm. watch the flow of the game, and he did not, as we said before, want the ball in a lot of the key situations. So I don't know where yeah. you leave Jimmy Butler, but I don't think he's the the star that a team needs to go that far. No, he, uh, you know, he showed that in the Milwaukee series that he was, mm-hmm. uh, I think he ran out of steam. I think he like, uh, we've, I've mentioned several times. I think yeah. he, we're going to find out that he was certainly hobbled. He was never a hundred percent. Yeah. His, he was very unwilling to take over any game, uh, right. even in the prior series to this Sal, it seemed like he was really unwilling to, uh, like he did in that Milwaukee series, and he did at some points of the Knicks series, mm-hmm. um, but just never really. And, and while the supporting cast was struggling uh, right. in this series, that's when Butler needed to become like that Butler from the Milwaukee series, and he never did. Right. I think he yeah. has it in him to do that. So I'm just thinking he just physically was not able to do it. But I, I know uh, I'd agree point. with you if he didn't come, if he didn't have that flash at two and a half minutes where he scored eight points, like, oh my God, he does have something left. Like, oh wait, oh, but he went back to not wanting to shoot right after that. And, oh, and then he turned it over. So well, I was and, all with you on he's injured yeah. and he has nothing in the tank and all that. But then he shows that flash of brilliance and for yeah. three minutes stretch. Well, like, the bottom line is he's not a great shooter, right? Yeah. So, you know, even when he makes them, you're kind of surprised when they go in from deep. To be honest with you, yeah. Uh, also, I, Darren. Uh, also, Darren. Not a lot of easy baskets like he did against Boston inside the middle against Jokic and uh, and Gordon was really good clogging up the middle. Gordon too. was really good. Well, big factor. I will big say, factor. I'll say for Butler though, I've never seen a star player even in the other series. It wasn't. It wasn't mm-hmm. just the series for as good as he played for a guy who misses so much around the basket. I mean, how many layups of his go in and out in this whole playoffs? I feel yeah, like, I, right. I, but. And I think that's I think part Brooke, of it. He give he then he does then he's 
he doesn't want to go inside. I feel like anymore. He gives up easier shots for worse shots. It's, it's mm-hmm. a weird. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like I we think, said, he's got the matchup advantage too. A lot of these times, size wise. So I, I yeah, I, I'm not sure. I don't sure think what he was able to him. elevate. I guess like he I mean, normally can. I, mean, I, I really don't think so. Look at that that three pointer. If you see the snapshot of that three well, pointer, he did elevate the foul. My God, it is, hit his head on the roof. It was yeah, crazy. That's so a good I'm not, point. Yeah. yeah I don't, um, yep. Let's celebrate Jokic for a second here. Where does he rank yeah. amongst the all-time centers? I have him seventh, and I'm going to list some names of uh, players I never yeah. saw on the court <laughs> or barely saw. I mean, yeah. some of them I saw. Fair Wilt, enough. No, in no order. Wilt, Kareem, Hakeem, Admiral, Russell, Shaq. That's six. I have him seventh. So now I'm leaving out Malone would be the one I think people argue with I me. Mean, if you look at his numbers, they're still better than Jokic's. Uh, Ewing, Walton, George Mikan. Where, well, where am I wrong here? I mean, I don't know. I I think you have to <clears throat> you have to think about Jokic being above David Robinson. I think mm. so. That would I, be the I, next I, one he I kicks think, out. I think I think he will eventually be past him. I think you'd have to look at him right. probably at like six. No, Interesting. Know, pers- uh, yeah, I think also if you want to just look at the whole package with Jokic, he's a much better passer, much mm. better than Malone but better pass than Shaq and Elijah Lenoir. I wish you could say his name right, and then like we could really put him in like the top five. (laughs) Jokic? It's Jokic. Jokic? Jokic. Yeah, yeah. How many times do you have to say? Yeah. I mean, just one time. Harry, that's what Harry's nickname would be. (laughs) Jokic. Yeah. Um. uh, Because it's Jokovic, right? Or is it it Jokovic? I don't know. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, no, Sal, I think it's it's a great thing to bring up. I didn't I, see I think, Mike in. I didn't. I didn't no, really but, see. No, but Walton. here's the I thing. Know. Yeah, I don't. Bo's Ewing out of the water, Darren. Look, all right. Of course. Um, <laughs> Just saying. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Jokic is is different than all those guys you mentioned. He's not that type of center that those guys were. Right. Uh, not even close. Jokic is like if Doncic was like six uh, eleven, right? That's mm-hmm. almost what he was is like. Uh, he's a unique to himself, so it's really right. hard to compare him. And here's the other thing: Jokic doesn't have, didn't have to play in an era of great centers. Yeah, um, he really he he is a, a, a man amongst uh, men, uh, but men that just aren't great centers in the in this generation of NBA, the center position. And look, here's maybe what we hope can happen. Is there is a revitalization of that center position yeah. thanks to thanks to him because there hasn't been a premium on guys that are big lately. So right? Damashek so, was saying that this morning on extra points, and I I hope it's true too. I like that game more than anything. I right? do too. Oh. I do too. I love I love the way you know you could start the ball in the post and he could kick it back out or start him anywhere you want a center anywhere you want on the floor. Right. That to me is is really good basketball. His but IQ what does that is mean? So where would, where would these guys come well, from if there is if there is going to be a revitalization of the center, like the college guys or the overseas? Would they? I got to be honest with you. I think they're going to continue to be the overseas big men. Right. Yeah. I, I don't think with the AAU circuits and stuff like that, they're not. The focus is not on the fundamentals, uh, especially for these big men, right? right. Like. It's uh, athletes and three-point shooting. 
I agree. Well, but, it's Steph Curry. It's Steph. It's a Steph Curry game, right? That's but, right. But I think this about. is great that we saw a, a team that the, the central figure is a center, and they yeah. won a championship because I think now there could be maybe a little bit of a combination where we looked like we was that it was just going to be the best. The three ball team was going to win. It's still such a huge part of the game, but yeah. maybe we can go back. Uh, you know, with with Jokic's success, and like I said, to me, it's just hard to rank him because it is tough. Because if you his, say his well, game is so different yeah, than anybody like Shaq, else's, Shaq would back him down probably every time, right? Like, what would he do against Shaq? Yeah, he, was, so, and he, he didn't play against the, He would struggle he defensively. Yeah. Defensively, sure, I mean, exactly. Hakeem Olajuwon. What would Hakeem do? No, I know. So that's uh, why Jokic I don't put him guarding him. Yeah, uh, but, you know, but Paul again, I think he's going to be, if he stays healthy, he and Embiid will be the top two for a dozen years, right? Or eight or ten years. I, I think I could see him. I, I, I wouldn't be so sure about Embiid because mm-hmm. um, I just think injuries will probably play a factor in his career. Right. One yeah. significant one could cut his short. Uh, Jokic seems like a guy, Sal, I definitely think when it's all said and done, he's going to go down as one of the greats. Yeah, uh, you know, tremendous. barring uh, he's tremendous. I mean, he's unique. He's so unique. It's incredible. It really is. All right. So 2024, this is our pick that we hope nobody pays attention to because we're even going to forget about it. But here we are, June 14th or whatever. Let's make our pick for NBA champion 2024. Now, in doing this, I thought about it. I'm like, where were the Nuggets last year at this point? And oh. I looked. What do you think they were, Bright? Like, Middle of June last year. Oh, middle of June? Uh, yeah. 16 to 1. That was a good guess. 18 to yeah. 1. They had 48 regular season wins and they went to 53. So they were plus five in wins. They really didn't make any moves in the offseason, right? What did they do? They drafted Christian Braun um, and Murray and Porter got healthy. Right. I think that's basically what happened right, and the much. West was kind of weak. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so. I don't know. I know it's lazy to say I like them again, but what are they plus six fifty to uh, repeat? They're the favorite. Are they plus four fifty? Now I'm now plus four fifty. I think the plus four fifty. The Celtics for some reason are plus six fifty. But Brian, give us your pick uh, to win. Well, look, it's hard not to back the Nuggets. You know, for a guy like Jokic, yeah. you know, I mean. You know, he's never going to be satisfied. You can just see after like, you know, winning is not that. Well, obviously winning is a huge deal for him. And that's probably the only thing, but he doesn't show a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was thinking about, you know, the Bucks too, but the Bucks seven to one, I wish they were like 10 to one. I wish they were a little bit higher. So I was just looking, I, I wanted to pick somebody greater than 10 to one. You know, the jaw thing don't really know, I guess, because they're, they're like, they're in what, 20 something one, which I thought odds wise mm-hmm. was solid, but I'll look at the Warriors at 12 to 1. It's interesting. You know, this this upcoming season will be it for them, right? This this pretty much is their last hurrah. They're they're probably going to be down Dre, but if they can make the right amount of moves, maybe they can get back there. I do think there would be a a tough matchup for Denver. uh, But if they get Mm -hmm. a little bit more athletic, they got to obviously trade Poole. He's, He's the guy that they have to trade. Maybe they can get something back that helps this team. Some of those younger guys finally have to step up a little bit. So... I would look at them. I was just trying to get somebody above 12 to 1. I, I like yours, Sal, though, in the same way that Denver won this year. Right. That's kind of what I was looking for. And you're referring to my Sixers pick at 12 to 1. And, you know, obviously they're going to build around more around Embiid, who's the eighth best center of all time. We all agreed. 
No, I don't know. But anyway, you're going to get someone to play with him, right? First things first, get rid of Harden, who doesn't want to be there. Whatever. There's some decent free agents out there with Nick Nurse coaching. You could see a Freddie Van Fleet going there or a Jeremy Grant or a, a Bradley Beal or a Lillard. I could see definitely a team, you know, building a stronger team there. And then the process becomes something different from what we uh, thought. But Arden goes. That's the first move. Sixers 12 to one. Uh, Harry Sacramento, huh? Yeah. At 25 to one, Salad. Again, winners of the Pacific Division. They were the three seed in this year's playoffs. They got a taste of what the playoffs were all about. And why not the Kings? I look, the Lakers were a game or two from not even making the playoffs and went to the Western Conference Finals. Who knows? So you got two stars on this team with Fox and Sabonis, a couple other players that are stars on the rise with Keegan Murray and, and Davion Mitchell. And just saying that the Kings had six more road wins during the regular season than the Nuggets did. How about that? You're just saying? Just saying. I guess you're just, just saying. saying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if that matters. No, so. I get it. But the Warriors had like three road wins and they got this far too. So I don't know. Yeah. All right. 25 to one. Paulie kid, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do this, this and every year. You you realize that, right? No. What I, are you listen, doing? <laughs> I, I know. But you know, the odds are too good for me to pass up on my Knicks here at 50 to one. Mm-hmm. 50 to one. Uh, I, do, do people forget the dismantling of the 51-win Cleveland team in the playoffs this year? That the Knicks, uh, you know, they put a beating on that right. Cleveland team. Um, I, I don't. I do think you know they just fired their GM. I guess they didn't extend his contract. I'm not sure if they actually fired him. Uh, so I do think the Knicks are going to be in the market. I think they are going to make a move. I don't. I think that team's going to look a little different next year. Whether that means they try to move Randall, uh, or I do think they're in uh, a win now mode. Uh, so I do think with their uh, excessive amount of first round picks, they might put a package together. Whether it's for Beal, I mean, they could be in the market for Beal uh, as yeah. well. Uh, I do. Who do you want, Parley Kid? Who do you want? I, I think don't this know. time last year you wanted Mitchell. You wanted Spider Mitchell, but you were happy with Brunson. Who do you? Who's, who's well, your guy? You guys, this I year? wanted Mitchell and Brunson last year, which they could have pulled off. I, right. I you know, um, I don't, you know, Sal. I'm not really sure because what I, I think what I most want to see is them be able to deal Randall. That would be mm-hmm. my first thing. So until that happens, I'm not sure what else can really happen, but I do right. think, uh, you know, whether it's who, who knows, I just think at 50 to one for a team, <laughs> that's a, that's a, for a Knicks that's team, a that, number. Yeah, that's it's a big, big number for a team that now has some juice to them now has maybe some ability to attract pl- good players that want to come here. They do have some depth, even though we saw that in the playoffs, that depth really didn't shine at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do have it. Thibodeau is a solid coach. I think he got out coached by Spolstra, but I do still do <laughs> think he's one of the better coaches in the NBA. 50 to one. I'll take him now. Cause I think they're going to make improvements on this team. Harry's grunting. I have a feeling he doesn't think 50 to one is enough. No, 50 yeah. to one. means It's worth a shot. I will you know, one playoff, one playoff series win in nine years. I think Darren, right? So I don't, 51 sounds right. Yeah, but I just think, like, if you get to the second round, any well, team that gets to the second yeah. round. Get, but, Darren, like, let me ask you this. Yeah, yeah if, you, if you do deal Randall like you hope and you want them to and you get Lillard, 
You like Lillard to fit there, you know, in terms of, you know. I'm not sure. I don't think they would get Lillard. Um, I think Randall would go and play with Lillard in Portland. I think they might maybe, maybe they'd pick up that third pick in the draft. I don't know. I really don't know what would happen. It's so hard to say. You know, but- Obi's gone. Randall's gone. Obi's gone. Right, Brian? That's it. Um, Obi Toppin's Yeah, I gone. mean, it's free Obi. It's int- free Obi. I hope they trade him. It's interesting. Look, I think, I mean, I've complained about this before. I think people have told me I'm wrong sometimes, but I, I'd be curious. When you have two really good guards, can that work out? Like, two guys who need the ball, does that, who are, like, you know, two, two smaller guys, does that ever work out? Uh... I'm so Clay Thompson. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking Warriors might kind of be an example of that, but that's yeah, but that's a little. De- that, right? But that's but even the Warrior. I mean, they're shooter. You know, they're shooters, and and yeah. and like I'm talking about two. Like again, you bring a guy like Lillard. Like I think it worked out for the Knicks that you didn't bring Mitchell in, give up everybody, and then Mitchell and Brunson and Randall need the ball all the time. Like mm-hmm. you know, so I, it's hard bringing in another really good guard. That's why I think Parley Kid, like if you know, if you can move Randall and then bring in another up and coming big guy, I you know, I I I don't know if it's out there, but I'm just saying, I it's hard it's hard All with right. the guards. I I don't know. It's hard for the Knicks. So fifty to one, I think. Yeah, that's about right. Um. All right, NHL. Let's get to it. Stanley Cup. Uh, Vegas smoked smoked the Panthers. Mm. Harry nine to three. They beat the crap out of them. Three goals by. Three goals or more, three wins by three goals or more, right? They won by yes. five, six, and three in yeah. three of the four games. I had the Knights in five. So did you, Harry. Um, yep. So good job by us, right? I mean, this was a thrashing. Thrashing, And more than anything, Darren, I mentioned this the other day. I know you were out in Florida, but 0 for 14 on the power play for the series. Just awful on the power play. Well, and, in, and in regular, just couldn't really get the offense going. I know Kachuk was hurt, didn't play uh, in, in the final game, but in 12 games, 12 games, less 12 for the Panthers in the playoffs, they scored more than two goals in regulation time in just two of them. And one of them was this game five where it was garbage time where they scored a couple goals. Not a lot of offense. Vegas just totally dominated. Sal, you, you know, Marsha show too. Just great job. Uh, yeah. All around by the Knights. They're phenomenal. Plus 550, Jonathan Marchessault's Con uh, Smythe winner. It's always nerve-wracking. I thought he was going to get it. He was minus 600 going into tonight, sure. but he nailed it. So, when uh, did you bet it? Did you bet it before or like after game one? You bet it before? No, I bet it right before. I mean, we wow. gave our picks uh, right yeah. before. So there awesome. you go. Uh, before the season, I think. No, no, it's before game one. Um, yeah, so 123 block shots, Bry, 87 in the last three games. I don't know. I Like, whatever, you guys follow hockey more than I do. The Panthers seem to me, not only because they're from the same um, state and same city, basically, but they yeah. seemed like an eighth seed playing in the middle of June, right? For sure. That, that's kind of what I saw in this series, right? Yeah, they, they really did. And Bobrovsky was bad. That, that was just like, you know, I was sending on another text. I was like, anybody else would have played at least as well as Florida did, right? I don't think you, I don't think mm-hmm. they could have played worse in that Stanley Cup. I know you have, you have some, <laughs> some injuries there and, and Vegas was playing great, but I don't think you could have played worse. And the way Very Bobrovsky similar to the, played uh, in the the, yeah. against like Boston and Toronto and then the Eastern Conference Finals, he was unbelievable. And then just to get shelled in the series, Vegas was all over him. Polly kid, serious question. Why do the East teams, why are they so weak? 
and hockey <laughs> and basketball <laughs> and football. I mean, this is six championships in a row, uh, those what? three sports from the West. Is that so, what it is? Is well, it six? I mean, if, if, if you count the Chiefs, I mean, I know it's okay. not, not really, no, but you, Chiefs, okay. Rams, uh, Avalanche, Vegas, and uh, what, uh, Denver, and who won last year? Golden State, right? And then Houston. Why Houston, so weak, Houston, Houston, kid? Houston, Texas. Right, well, I think I think yeah. uh, you know I'll make the case at least in hockey, and I said this to uh, off the air um, that I I do think the East in hockey especially plays a much more physical brand of hockey throughout the whole season. Well, that's stupid. Yeah. So why don't they get together and say let's not bang each other up? Well, so no, much. but then in the playoffs, you have to remember. To me, Florida getting through Boston. Toronto yeah. and Carolina is that is as tough as it could be. And I take nothing away from Vegas because they are the best team in hockey, mm-hmm. but it's not as draining as say playing Winnipeg, Edmonton. And look, Edmonton's great, but they, they're a finesse. They're not a, they're not a beat you up type of team. And then mm-hmm. the stars, which kind of are, but they're not maybe the, the most physical team they played. But not even close to those teams the Panthers have played. The Panthers were much more worn down than Vegas. Um, I mean, if what you have said, to do is beat the guy up at the end of the day, Kachuk, you know true, what they've you know what we just found, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Kachuk's been playing with a broken sternum, Sal. We just oh, found boo, that out. Boo. A broken yeah. sternum. <laughs> yeah. A broken sternum. And Aaron Judge can't play with a bruised toe. I know. Another guy from the East. Yeah. I listen, I don't want to look. All all I'm saying is the East is a very weak region of the country when it comes to sports. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to go. I don't want to go too far. They've gone. (laughs) The East has gone soft, Sal, as you know, in many, many states. They've gone soft. You know that. I don't know. I Bry still wakes stays up till two in the morning to watch everything. (laughs) Women's softball. I don't think he's gone soft. Uh all right, listen. That's enough of this. Oh, Harry, you did have a bad beat, which I thought was funny in hockey. What was it? Oh, it's yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. had a beautiful parlay. I had Knights. I had uh, I had Eichel to uh, get a point, which happens. And I had Hill, uh, Aiden Hill, who was, again, phenomenal in the entire playoffs for uh, ex-Coyote, Darren. Uh, I had under 20 <laughs> and a half saves for him tonight. Mm. Florida couldn't get anything going, obviously. End of the second period, uh, it's already a blowout, 6-1. He had 14 saves. So, you know, like, is he really mm-hmm. going to really going to get double and, and end up with like 31 saves because the game's <laughs> such a blowout Vegas 14. isn't playing tough defense anymore and just letting shots go, let him let him cruise up the line and to take shots and ends up with like 31 saves. And I lose that. Rough. <laughs> he had 14 going into the third. Yeah. I mean, he, had four, third he, had, he had 16 with like 14 minutes ago in the game. Oh man. All right. Well, that's Russ, not good. Russ. Babyface, do you have anything to say about it? I mean, I, I hope that Harry is open. I believe Bri told me the last time he was at an open, he fell asleep on the golf course. Oh. Was that good? Oh, he did. Oh, oh, right, that's right. No, that was the PGA. That right. was not the PGA, US Open. Yeah, PGA Come on, good, yeah, yeah, was that um, hole 15, Harry? I'm trying to think. Yeah, I was dressed in the full blue. Blue, blue pants. <laughs> right, blue, uh, blue that's shirt. right. Listen, we are going to talk U.S. Open in just a second. We got Paul Kohorst, the the Dutch MOOC, the Dutchest of all MOOCs coming up uh, after this break. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, here he is. You know, when you talk about the greatest Dutch mooks to roam the earth, the conversation... <laughs> begins and ends with our next guest. He's our golf guru, a Lynx legend in his own right, although his little Netherlandian putter is yet to make the cut. That's an inside joke. Coming to us from an undisclosed location in Europe, our good pal, Paul Kohorst. What's happening? Oh, it's no longer the Dutch mook. Now it's Polly the Greek. I'm in Paros oh. in uh, the <laughs> island of Paros in the Greek islands here. So uh, I think I have nice. new credibility here. I think you do too. So now this U.S. Open, what you're going to have to be watching at all weird times, right? You know, and that's not a bad thing. I actually, uh, I'll brag for a second. I hit an eight to one future on the Nuggets to win the championship this week, which is pretty oh, awesome. Nice, but you know, nice. the gr- the great thing about this time change is I don't have to grind over these games anymore. I, I you know, the hardest part about watching these games when you're when you're when you have a sweat is the sweat itself. Is watching sweat. Even now I just go to bed, turn, roll out, turn on the phone. Hey, yeah. I just won sixteen hundred bucks. Awesome. Bri, could you try that? How long would you be able to do that for, Bri? I don't know. Uh, I can't sleep that well. So Bri, he hasn't slept in like uh, thirty-three years. So, all right. So, uh, Mook, tell us about this. Is one hundred twenty-third U.S. Open? It's at the L.A. Country Club, which you bucket list got mm. to play. What six months ago? That was about six months ago. Yeah, I pulled out all the stops. I, I was visiting yeah. Los Angeles where I no longer live and called everybody. I mm-hmm. gave a sob speech, said I got to get on this course. <laughs> Managed to find somebody. Uh, shot a sloppy 81. But uh, <laughs> it was great to actually see. It was great to actually see the course in person. And uh, my first impression on playing it, I did not play well that day. But I think it will be uh, very gettable for the pros, especially really? considering. Yeah, I do. Um, I think that that driving will not be very penal on this course. The fairways will be pretty big, yeah. and uh, I have some my friends who I have some friends now at the course, and they're telling me that they don't think the rough got to where the U.S. USGA wanted it. Hmm. Uh, they think they wanted it heavier and thicker and more penal. Right. And uh, that did not happen because of some of the weather that they've had this spring. And based on that, I think that uh, and the very generous driving areas, I think that the course will be gettable and we'll see pretty low scores. Interesting. Okay, so now when I read about this course, I hear people discuss it. It it sounds like just a a, like something like from a fairy tale. Right. Like you have like uh, 
I don't know, like natural land undulations. I hear, I hear Barrancas. You're going to hear Barrancas. There's a river gorge. There's like a, uh, there's like unicorns and all sorts of like gnomes roaming the course. Like I, 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 people don't know what to say about it. I know it's long. It's like 7,300 yard par 70. I think there's a 290 par three and a 284 yes. yard par three. I mean, I have that right. And, and they've stretched it out every inch. In fact, one of the most surprising things you get there on the, on the first the first hole, uh, when I played there, you're seeing where they're, they're, they're preparing new tee blocks and adding new tee boxes for the first time for this event. And the, the first tee, uh, will actually be on the practice putting green. They've, they've, mm. they've gotten every single inch they can to stretch really? that course to, to make that course as long as possible. And it's really interesting to, to actually be on that course. You and I having lived in LA for a long time, it's this area that is kind of, you know, we drive by it, we see the ivy fence, but to actually be on the other side for the first time and mm-hmm. actually be like, oh, there's the, uh, there's the view of the, of the entire LA basin. And there's the, the, there's this, the Beverly, yeah, yeah. Bel Air hotel. It's, it's bizarre to actually be there, but it's a beautiful course in a natural landscape. And just to have it in the middle of the city there is, is fascinating when we don't have, we, we get very Rarely, get yeah. a, very few of us get a chance to see it in person. All right. Well, you sound like a real estate agent right now. You're not selling this thing <laughs> to anybody, are you? I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> I think only I think only our friends who bought the PGA Tour last week could afford it if it was <laughs> right. for sale. They're about the only people who could afford that. Uh, maybe Ken. <laughs> maybe Harry's. Uh, you know, Harry's master Ken could do it too. Um. All right. But let's pick a winner here. So, boy, these odds suck. I have to say, because uh, Scheffler on Caesars is six to one odds. Rom yeah. is nine to one. Kepka nine to one. Give us your winner, and then uh, we'll give you ours, and you can laugh at what we say. Well, while I while I do, uh, I made a case recently that that, that the Shuffler and Rom are both are incredible heaters, and even though six to one and nine to one is not very generous, those are reasonable odds for those guys who I expect both of them to be in the mix on Sunday. Rom was awful though, right on the um, day one the PGA Championship first, first round, day. first day. Yeah, first. yes, yeah. yeah. And uh, that's true. So I'm going another way and, but I'm going with a hot hand. I'm going to go with uh, Victor Hovland uh, who won two weeks oh. ago at the Memorial. I like the fact that he has <laughs> had last week off to sort of bask and celebrate in a victory, that he's not coming straight from a victory uh, into uh lost LACC. Um, mm-hmm. His run up uh, reminds me a little bit about of Scheffler's first uh, master's victory uh, a few last year, um, Hovland has gone T four at the British open last year, T seven mm-hmm. at the masters this year, tied for second place at the PGA this year. He is really ramping up in the majors and his confidence is growing and growing and growing similar to what happened to Scotty Scheffler leading up to last year's masters victory. Um, I, the, the, the Achilles heel has always been, has been Victor's chipping, as I said, I don't think the rough is going to be as penal as maybe the USGA mm-hmm. wanted it. So I don't think that will be so much of a disadvantage for him around the greens. Uh, I think he drives the ball. He drives the ball phenomenally well. Um, and I see this being a, a chance for a guy who has a super hot hand to come in and win his first major. Well, we're At going 17 down to big. One and, and 17 to 1, 20 to 1 uh, range. I like that. I like that. 
that price. Too. I think I saw them around 12 on Caesars, which, uh, yeah, you, you're not supposed to be looking any, anywhere else. But come on. But no, uh, no, I, I still <laughs> yeah, we're going down this ship together. I have them all. So I don't have much to add. Runner up in PGA you won the Memorial a couple weeks ago. Rank sixth in approach. All these good stats that everybody likes. Right. Eighth in OTT. Um, finished top seven, basically what you said in each of the golf's uh, last three majors. And so cool about it. Caddied for a teammate, an old college teammate after winning the Memorial, right? I mean, that's what yeah, you want out a, of your guy, right? He's a phenomenal guy. And uh, I just think <laughs> that the confidence is such a big part of this. And he's a guy who's going to be more confident than anybody. Scotty Scheffler's had some problems with his putting. His putting mm-hmm. has not been great. Statistically, it's not been great. Uh, as you said, Rom ha- had a poor showing at the last major. He hasn't been playing as much. So I, I almost yeah. see him as a winning the memorial which plays like a major two weeks ago he's got the hot hand all right now harry i'll let you give your pick now is this a typo you have nick taylor 275 to one no not a typo not a oh, typo listen he, he shouldn't be that high paul you, i think you know this it's not like nick taylor came out of the blue last week uh what a high after making that 72 foot eagle putt to win first canadian to win the canadian open 69 years emotions carry over I'm telling you this, Nick Taylor, he's got three (laughs) career wins. It's not like that was his first win and he's never been there before. He's got three career wins. He's fifth in the putting and putting average on tour. And in his last 15 tournaments, seven top 20s, he finished second this year in New Orleans and in Scottsdale. I think carries over and Nick Taylor's there on Sunday on the leaderboard. He might be there, but I'll give you 350 to one if you let me book that. Is this is the Duran Duran guy, Nick Taylor? Why are we so excited <laughs> about Nick Taylor? I know he won. All right. Mook, what do you does it not carry over? Does it not carry over? I won't, I, I won't yeah. take Rory. Rory Rory hasn't finished on a Sunday forever. Uh, he kills. Paul, he, and you know he this. Just, he just he can't kills do me. crap on Sunday. I'm taking Nick Taylor two two seventy-five to one. That's nuts. Right, well, it's not two guy. You don't have to take Nick Taylor if you don't take Rory. You know, you could take somebody. I'm just else. saying yeah. I wouldn't I, okay. I wouldn't take Rory at twelve to one for nothing. All right. All right. Mook, what do you think about Nick Taylor? Well, Harry's right. And then Nick Taylor is incredibly underrated as a player. And that win last week was not surprising uh, given his recent performance, but uh, it is challenging to win back to back weeks in the PGA tour. Uh, You know, I I take him over. uh, I take him over the guy they suplexed on the. uh, (laughs) Hadwin. I take him over Hadwin for top Canadian. That guy's probably going to be in traction this week, but. He's Taylor's a phenomenal getting player. physical. Yeah. I tell you what, two, two, he, two seconds this year too, Paul, two seconds in yeah. the first golf. I tell you what, golf has been a nonstop content machine. Did you see, uh, uh as I just woke up here at 6am in, in, in mm-hmm. Greece, I just noticed that the commissioner of the PGA tour had some sort of medical emergency. Yeah. I right. Checked, uh, so, uh, yeah, golf is looking for sympathy. Content, Did somebody, poison, yeah, yeah. somebody poison him. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I speaking of Rory, right? No one's speaking of Rory, Harry. All right. Uh, Parley Kid, give us your pick here. Yeah, look, uh, so a lot of people would not call losing um, two straight picks uh, in the uh, majors <laughs> here a slump. But for the Parley Kid, that's a slump. I haven't hit one in two straight. I mean... Right. Uh, but both my I did finish uh, seventh in both of them with uh, Hovland and McElroy, mm-hmm. even though they were never really in it. But uh, so, Sal, look, um, last year for the Open, went with Fitzpatrick uh, for a simple reason is that he was successful 
on the course that he played on uh, in Massachusetts. I'm mm-hmm. kind of coming back with a, a, a hometown guy here in Max Homa uh, mm-hmm. at 28 to one. Uh, he's had eight top 10 finishes this season, 17th in strokes game, T to green. He's an excellent putter. Uh, he's played this course numerous times, actually has the course record, uh, shot a, a 61 nine under in the 2013 Pac-12 championship. Uh, still a course record to this date. It's, it makes another good story. And a guy who's played pretty well, hasn't won a major yet. Maybe this is his breakthrough. We'll go with the hometown kid here in Max Homa at 28 to one. Mook, did you, uh, were you golfing alongside Max Homa at the LA country club? You didn't see I him was, that day, did you? I, I was not, but uh, I, I do like the Max Homa argument. Um, he also has played great in California. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's had, he's had fantastic results there. And not only that, he actually has in a way done this, the LA open, uh, which is played at Riviera mm-hmm. is, it was a big event to him. And he talked about how big winning that event would be to him and right. to actually deliver and win the LA open shows that like, Hey, I can win something in my hometown. And he played that for him under major pressure. So this is yes, a major. It's 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 a whole other ball game, but right. he's already delivered in this environment. All right, Paulie kid's all about the pressure, so now it's on him again. This is really, <laughs> this is weird how it shifts. All right, Bri, I think we're undervaluing someone. I'll I'll talk about. I mean, we did talk about Rom in the uh, PGA Championship had a very a poor first round and didn't make the cut. Right? Did he fight back to make the cut? Uh, he did. He I came back remember. to make the he cut. Did. He, he did. He did. He did. He played okay. okay after that, but it oh, was that's just right. He did. First yeah, round that's was, right. Oh, that's awful. your pick, right? Well, I'm taking Rom at nine to one, but look, none of us are taking Kepka, which yeah, uh, which I was is just going to say that. But the only what thing, the hell are we doing? I know yeah. it's dumb, and I might switch it to that. I'll probably actually take Kepka to maybe be like one of the round leaders, like a first or second round leader. I mean, you talk a guy who's going to be around Sunday. It, it's yeah. Kepka, right? Yeah. Oh, for I sure. I like my guy to win, but for I like sure. Kepka to be around you know, the, Sunday. The yeah. thing that sucks though with the Kepka stuff is like. I remember the lowest you always used to see Kepka was always like a 20 to one, 25 to one. The lowest was ever was yeah. 14 to one. The thing is with this, at least, you know what the odds were saying. So five guys, mm-hmm. 12 or one or, or lower, which yeah, we that's usually, weird. it's, it is a little bit weird. Um, not yeah. Nick Taylor, go Nick, not Taylor. Nick Taylor, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to put some different stuff on <laughs> Kepka too. But um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, even though Rom had a really bad day at the PGA championship, I, I do think he bounces back. Top 16 in four of his last five. You know, he had to win the Masters, Mexico Open. Four wins on the season. He has played really well in California. I, I, I probably should take Rom as a top European, too, a plus, plus 300. But I, I think he bounced mm-hmm. back. I, I think what Paul mentioned, though, I guess it would be my only concern, is he actually hasn't really played that much, which would be the biggest concern. But I, but I think he, he could get it done here. Mook, you made a uh, compelling case for Rom and compared it to Tiger Woods' odds when he was at his uh, the height of his glory, right? And you know, you you said, well, Rom was as successful as Woods in, in some of these stretches, and yet Woods, yeah. well, Tiger odds were out of whack anyway. But uh, what do you think about Rom bouncing back for this? Well, uh, I think Rom is absolutely that you're getting better odds in Rom right now than Scheffler is uh, is generous mm. because I Rom. Golf fans, there's a little bit of what have you done for me lately, and we haven't seen Rom as much lately, and so there, I think there'll be a little bit of a uh, little bit of value there based on that. All right, okay. Um, let's go to props. Uh, so give us one. We're gonna have a few. Give us uh, give us what you got in uh, props wise. 
Well, we were talking about Brooks's performance. I, I saw that you actually have plus odds on a head-to-head matchup between Brooks and Scotty Scheffler. Uh, I'm seeing Brooks hmm. plus 180 in that ballpark. Ooh, and, wow. uh, Ooh. yeah. And, and, uh, I, I think we have no reason to, to not, uh, believe in Brooks at this point. And mm-hmm. we have a little bit of, you know, a tiny bit of doubt. Look, Scotty, if Scotty putts, he, he can win this thing going away, but, uh, there still is value right now in, in Brooks's major performance. That guy is just such a machine and he has just such an ability to get into a mind space that very few golfers can and to get plus odds uh, against Scotty, a guy who is struggling with his putting on, on a course that will have really fast greens. Uh, mm-hmm. Plus 180, I like that play. All right. Hit us with another one. That, that's a good one. Just just hearing it, I like it. Uh, I like uh, Hideki Matsuyama for top rest of the world player. So we'll have to duck uh, Cam Smith, Jason Day, Corey Connors, Adam Scott, but Hideki. But that is a uh, plus eight fifty on Hideki for top rest of the world player. He's having a, a very good year. He's doing his ball striking is fantastic again, and he's been really really good in the U.S. Open. He's played ten U.S. Opens. He has six top twenties, a couple more, and like in the mid twenties, he's played this tournament really really well. At eight plus eight fifty uh, to beat some guys who I have question marks on. Cam Smith has not played really played that that well since in these majors since joining Liv. Day is always a question mark for me. Connors has yeah. Connors has thrown up on his shoes quite a bit. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, at, at plus eight fifty, I think uh, that's a lot of value on a player that really is a great U.S. Open performer and also. Uh, is I think what is a, is a decent California performer as well. Well, hold on. I don't have a globe in front of me, but how did he end up being a uh, rest of the world in that pool? Like what, where is he? I think, I think what they do is I think they don't, I think they have, they have a, they have a top Japan player, but they, they do a top yeah. great Britain player. They do a top Spain, Spaniard, Spain. But yeah, in some of these groupings, he's listed as top rest of the world player. Interesting. So, okay. And they, they lump in the Australian guys, the Canadian guys. Nice. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So you're not, you're saying Nick Taylor is not going to be rest of the world. All right. We got to, <laughs> Harry, we got to sort this out. Um, yeah. right, give us one, one more. I like, I like both these now. Yeah, no, I got one. I got one more. And this is actually my favorite play of the week. And this is, this is kind of a spite play. Here we um, go. <laughs> I love Spike this, Love him. This top lefty, Phil Mickelson, plus one twenty-five. No, he's got he's got to go. He's got to beat uh, Hank uh, Labiota, first U.S. <laughs> Open ever for for Hank. Ray Liotta's Har- dead. Yeah, and, and and Brian and Brian Harmon, who's has played decent in the U.S. Open, but he's missed three out of the four cuts in the tours performance has not been good. And I think, uh, Phil Mickelson is going to love me some me. He is going to be uh, this live victory. I Mm -hmm. have a feeling he is going to be so full of himself. So swaggy. No one plays better in California than him. Uh, Even though I'm downplaying the rough here, no one has better short, you know, better chipping chipping around the greens the U.S. Open narrative is always a big thing with Phil. He hasn't played well in the U.S. Open the last few years. But again, this guy loves playing in California. 
his head, you're going to be able to, his head is going to be the size of the Goodyear blimp because of this. Mm. Live. He's going to be doing a live victory tour plus one and 20 plus one twenty five for top lefty. I, I love it. Mm. And I think Phil, uh, I think Phil one more time drinks from the fountain of youth and, uh, and, and has a good showing. <laughs> Well, what? Wow! So that so he has two other lefties to beat, and that's it, huh? He, he does, yeah. From from they're only posting two other lefties. There, there might be actually an amateur or something like right, that. Right. But oh, the, the only nice. the only two are the only two are, are listed are Harmon and uh, and Hank Ladyota. And uh, and you don't worry that one day like Kepka's going to turn it around and just uh, shoot lefty, <laughs> and then that's going to be uh, that's going to be. The trouble? No, oh, I guess that couldn't happen, right? Can you win uh, on a technicality? Maybe if you got, if you have the lefty one shot out because it's against oh, the tree. Interesting. Maybe yeah. What percentage of your shots are lefties? Yeah, and we find out Matsuyama's from um, Schenectady or something. Yeah, there could be a lot of loopholes in some <laughs> well, of these. Well, Paul, props. Paul's yeah. got it. Regardless, if it, I don't care if it's not one of his top bets, he's got to give us the three ball. He's got to yeah, have a three you ball. Gotta, yeah. You got to gotta give us the round one three ball. Don't ball. give us one. Don't do it. Don't do it. Mostly. You don't have to do it. <laughs> well, I have one written down here. <laughs> don't do it. I don't want to know about who can't walk that walk their dog or, or uh, got uh, hooked on prescription drugs. Do I don't. I don't want to hear it. Go ahead. I'll just I'll just say Finau plus two thirty over Spieth and Cantley. All right, that, that's wow. a, that's that's a round one round one three ball. That's a round one. That's a round one three ball. All right. I, I I think those uh, are names we recognize. You can't do that. We, we know all that's, those. That's names. Yeah. that's true. And I and I and I and I dove deep. I dove mm -hmm. deep. Uh, but I, you know, I'm not, I'm not I'm not pulling out names out of my arse here. You know, I'm looking yeah. for the I'm looking for the I'm looking for value and. That was the one that, that that jumped that jumped out at me. Uh, but look, I'll, I'll get weird for the uh, the Open Championship. And but okay. uh, but that what was that the only one that jumped out at me. Finau over Spieth and Cantlay plus two thirty. Finau over Spieth and Cantlay. That's round one. You said yeah. That is round one. Correct. Yeah. All right, uh, Paulie kid, give us uh, your pro. Thank you. Those were good. I'm gonna write those down. I'm gonna burn them. No, no. I'm gonna bet all this. <laughs> I have to bet all this. I, I agree with you on Phil. And um, oh, I yeah, love the Phil. I love the Phil pick. That's yeah, I do really one. like that. It'll that be seems, around. It'll be around. Does that seem like too easy? I don't yeah, know. I hate I know. when they seem too easy. But well, Paul, like your guy, you like Morikawa top twenty, but he didn't. Didn't he drop out of something too? Yeah, he's he, uh, had some back issues. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Morikawa yeah. top twenty at plus one twenty five. Um, but uh, according to him, I was actually going to ride with him to win this whole thing, Sal. Yeah, you changed it. Um, yeah. And I changed it. Um, kind of the same why, reason why I was liking Homa is that Morikawa's had a lot of success on this course mm -hmm. uh, in his history. But the back thing did scare me off, even though uh, he does claim he's a hundred percent and ready to go in this uh, in this tournament. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah. And look, he's he's a golfer that's always been good to me. I I, I won some money with Morikawa years back when I just really first started betting. Uh, I think he makes a resurgence here soon. I'm mm -hmm. just hoping that maybe it's right here in this tournament. I am probably going to on the side at 35 to one, put some money on him to win this thing as well. But I like the plus money from to be top 20. Um, his putting has been bad uh, this season so far, uh, but um, where it is, he's made some minor adjustments uh, to okay. his putting game. Um, and, you know, and uh, between a healthy back and, 
maybe he makes a run here again on uh, kind of, a, I'm not saying a home hometown kid, but certainly a home state kid uh, that right. has played well here and won here uh, many years ago. Okay. Uh, Brother Bry? When the, and oh, let me add, I did oh, spot one nice trend for that bodes well for Morikawa. Uh, the last uh, eight winners of the U.S. Open were top 13 in the previous year, and mm. which is a pretty pretty uh, impressive trend. And Morikawa does check that box. Nice. Interesting. And nice. also, there's not a, not a lot of previous winners, right, in the last 10 or 12? Like uh, not eight a lot, were first-time winners? Yeah, for U.S. Yeah. Open. Okay. That's great. Uh Brian uh, Wyndham Clark. Yeah, top Wyndham 20. Clark, top 20 plus 230. Look, he didn't play or he didn't actually make the cut at the PJ Championship, I should say. But he's, yeah. mm-hmm. he's been pretty damn good, though. 12th at the Memorial, won the Wells Fargo. He has six top 10 finishes this year, 10 top 25 finishes. I definitely think he's a sleeper here. I mean, he has played really well, especially over the last two and a half months here. So I thought plus 230 mm. for top 20 play. Okay. I'll probably take him some matchups, too, but I... I I really like him here. There you go. All right. Uh, Harry, it was Padraig Harrington. Is that who you have? Yeah, I got Harrington, the old man, to make the cut (laughs) at even money. Mm Three-time major champion. He turns 52 in August, but he's been tearing it up on the champion (laughs) shore, Paul, as you know. His last two tournaments there, two top fives. Lost a playoff to Steve Stricker. But when he's played on the PGA, he still plays on the PGA a decent amount. His last four events, he's made the cut in all of them. And that includes a top 10 finish in the Valero Texas open. And at the PGA in Rochester, he shot a 70 and 71 and made the cut there as well. Is this uh, I like Harry's like the old man. The old man turns 52 in August. Didn't Paul give him out ex- last time? Exact, on this? Exactly. This is a spite bet from Harry for Paul. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is a spite bet. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I, do have a, not I, all. I do have a stat that helps out. I did. A, uh, I found out there are seven dog parks within one mile of LA Country Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Right. That's right. That is bad. By the way, Harry, you wrote P. Harrington, and I'm looking at the MOOC right now. And am I crazy, MOOC, or did you golf with Pat Harrington, who was Schneider on One Day yes. at a Time? You did. Wow. I knew I remembered that. Wow. Yeah, Why did I remember that? Callback. That must have been 20 years ago. That is amazing. So there is literally uh, <laughs> probably less than two miles away from that golf course um, yeah. is uh, the is the veteran is a veterans um, a massive veterans hospital. Yeah. And tucked back deep back in the corner, there is a nine hole golf course where I'll tell I'll tell you what if you want to talk about degenerates, that was degenerate <laughs> gambling <laughs> central. Really? So for about a decade, I played golf there with just an <laughs> absolute group of miss with, with an absolute group of misfits. But one of them was Pat Harrington Jr., who would uh, who was a regular there, and uh, we played almost every Sunday for yeah for a decade. Uh, wow, and a uh, good golfer. Yeah, did he have the cigarette stuck in the, like the shoulder and the sleeve or the, <laughs> the box? No, but you put out. These golfers are very no, serious. No, he did not. But he would very often <laughs> yeah. uh, break into a show. He he loved to sing a show tune. If, oh, he, if no. you gave him, uh, he, he was he was he was an actor through and through. If you gave him an inch to to sing a song or something like that, he would bust out something from Guys and Dolls. It was great. Oh my uh, god! Was, 
Yeah, he's a character. Wow. Uh, a, rest in peace, Pat. Pull, yeah. pull uh, Miss Romano and throw him out of the course. Yeah, <laughs> at that point. yeah. rest in peace indeed. Uh, all right, yeah, I'm going. This is boring. Seamus Power makes the cut, minus 111. Finished 12th last year. I know, a different course. I get it. But three top 10s in the last 16. He made the cut in 17 in the last 23. He walked the course yesterday and said, this is pretty cool. This guy is unaffected. He's unaffected. Uh, I think he's going to be in the top 60. What is the cut? It's top 60, right? Plus ties. And uh, they're projecting a plus three. So I think he gets in and you could have him for minus 111. So, all right, those are our picks. Now, Mook, I, because I'm a terrible interviewer, I should have started with, hey, what do you think of all this live stuff and this merge? Give us a, a paragraph on your first thoughts and maybe have you come around on it or what do you think? Well, I'm glad that I won this futures bet on the uh, Denver Nuggets because yeah. uh, the only takeaway I have out of this is everything is terrible. Money is the only <laughs> thing that matters. All I need is money. And uh, it doesn't matter. All this, everything else is noise. It's just right. if you have money, you have a seat at the table, you can do whatever you want. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I'm on. I'm glad I'm on vacation. <laughs> Are you glad? Because the next thing I was going to ask you, I understand that most people, that's most people's reaction. Like this all sucks. And what are we doing? And why is Brian even getting a colonoscopy? All right. Yeah. Like just, uh, yeah, just uh, <laughs> live your life and, uh, and, and waste money. But um, now you said there's nowhere you'd rather be, but I think you'd want to be in Oakland right now for this weird <laughs> protest as your A's, I, I don't it. know if you're sure, have won now seven in a row. It's unbelievable. I love it. They staged a reverse protest where they uh, the fans showed up. They normally don't yes. show up. And they're like, aha. And they're like chanting the whole game, sell the team. Uh, I have but a feeling you would back, have been there. You would have figured out, goes, out a way to be there. Yeah. This goes back to my point. It doesn't matter. Money's all that all that matters. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna, You're right. The owner's going to flip them the bird. It doesn't, it, it oh, doesn't matter. <laughs> Everything is terrible. By the way, just, what I'm I hearing though, some Saudi money. Can the Saudis buy, can, look, can the Saudis buy the A's? If the Saudis buy the A's and keep them yeah. in Oakland, then I'm, then I'm all in. Can call me Brooks Kepka. I'm in, I'm full live guy. If, if he keeps I'm the A's you. in Oakland. By the way, I'm hearing that that Vegas thing might fall through or, or as it is now, it's not going to go through. I heard today from a few people, but so there you well, go. Was, but, I saw in a reverse move that the A's said they they're, said they're donating the eight hundred thousand dollars in revenue from the game to local food banks, and the only yeah. point being is, look, eight hundred thousand dollars you made from the game. Look what happens. You put a good product on the field. You generate revenue even with a bad ballpark. Yeah, there you go. So, right, well, listen. So, so yeah, go ahead. So A's ahead. A's seven wins in a row. Six, What's the odds? Sixteen hundred to one. Wow! Wow! That's Come what, on, that's, Luke. Come on, we Jeez. should be pounding that. Now they're a good team. Now it's like you don't dare go against them. You don't double up against <laughs> them because they're a hot baseball team, right? So that that'd be dumb for me, Harry, and you to continue to go against them. Yep. Yeah. Help right. me tonight. Move. Help me tonight. Thanks for coming on. This is terrific. Go go back to sleep. What are you gonna do today? Uh, I'm probably just going to go. Uh, so your friend Damashek would say, uh, "Bathe in the sea." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what sea is that? The Aegean, Aegean we're, Sea? We're, we're in the Aegean. The Aegean is just behind me here. If we can yeah, get a little, little blown out. There. Looks nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, little, a little blown out, but I'm just behind the Aegean. So I'll have some uh, 
stuffed yeah. grape leaves today, maybe some moussaka, maybe a little bit of fried potato. Uh, Look at you. You got the accent and everything. All it's right. It's going to be a beautiful day. God bless you, Mook. Uh, we uh, thank you for calling in. So you like uh, you're going with Victor Hovland, who I also had at Caesars has him at 12 to one. And we're going to say goodbye here. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds for Mikey Meatballs, for Babyface Joel Solomon, the Degenerate Trifecta and Paul the Mook co-host. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Now-